You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunder Quack time! It is kind of like it's like a it's like a thing that you get to like accomplish after you're done being sick is that you yeah. get to like clean everything and be like, okay. Oh my god. The the first the first shower oh. after being sick. Because when you're sick, yeah. it's like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I'm going to shower. First off, first off, I can't stand to stand for that long. Right. Like my head is throbbing. Right. I'm just I just want to lay in bed, right? Like last night I totally forgot to brush my teeth. Oh and no. So like I had to brush them extra hard this morning cuz like I was just I hit a certain point last night where I was like I was I'm comfortable. Right. The drugs have kicked in. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to sleep. And it wasn't until the morning when I woke up with like that terrible taste oh, in my mouth uh, that I was like, I did not brush my teeth last night. Um, yeah. It, that, that first real shower after, uh, after being sick where you step out and you kind of, you're starting to feel better. So you feel like a human being again. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. so nice. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm reading this book. I'm reading this book right now called uh, The Power of Habit or something like that. It's this, it's like pretty popular right now. It's like I joined an alumni book club for UBC. It's like online. But anyways, I'm I'm reading it. I'm really enjoying it. But they have this whole thing about um, toothpaste and that people didn't brush their teeth for a really long time until somebody came up with an a, like an advertising shtick for it. Hmm. But got people to brush their teeth was that he found out later, like he said, you know, you do science research and you find a way to like correlate your cause or whatever. And he said yeah. that the reason he thinks that it worked that people started brushing their teeth was not only that they talked about plaque and like the film on your teeth and like being able to clean it off. So like there was like a catchy ad that went along with it. But ultimately what it was is the toothpaste had added a tingle to it mm-hmm. so that after you brushed your teeth, you could feel the tingle. And that that was like a reward that your brain was like, ooh, my teeth are clean now. And apparently the freshness, like that fresh tingle in toothpaste is an added thing. Like that's not in any way necessary for toothpaste to work. But because people expect it, like that's what tells you that your teeth are clean, that all toothpaste add that in. But it's like such such an interesting, it's like the idea of like adding smells to gas. Like gas doesn't smell like that. Same with toothpaste. It doesn't need to leave the tingle. They literally add that. So that you feel like you've brushed your teeth, like you feel cleaner. Huh. I don't know. I just thought that that was really fascinating. But it was like this really, it's this, it's a really good book. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's like a lot of stuff that I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. And that's why I do all these terrible things. Maybe I should change my habits. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You won't though. I know. I know. Because, you know, I like my life. <laughs> No, I really should. There's some there's some things that I'm like, if I just did this one thing, if I just did one thing and I did it like anyways, whatever. But it's it's really like we're really malleable people. It's crazy. Yeah, if I could just not eat junk food, I'd be a lot healthier and in a lot better shape. Yeah. If I could just not eat candy, 
yeah. like literally just not eat candy. But which like I look around and I see that most adults don't eat candy. <laughs> they certainly don't eat as much candy as I do. That's I mean, and that's it's, fair. <laughs> it's it is like it's such a like viscerally upsetting thing for me because I'm just like, if I could just stop, but I can't. Like I make it halfway through the day and I'm like, I really need some sort of sugar. But the other part of that is that I don't drink coffee. Right. So, Oh, so yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That As a functioning adult, I got to get my energy boost from somewhere. Yeah. And it would, it, it would actually be worse because you get less bang for your buck if I did it with carbs. Right. Cause I'd have to eat so much more carbs. Like, so, so say potato chips or crackers or cookies Right. right. But like to go straight to like a gummy candy, it's like, well, that's basically just like a it's like an espresso shot versus a <laughs> cup of drip coffee. Right. That's, like that's one one has substantially more caffeine than the other. Actually, I think that might be a. an a, like oh. a like an herb. Yeah. An urban myth sort yeah. of thing that espresso has more caffeine. But I think it's uh, just like constant. It's just concentrated, <clears throat> like how yeah. you. Yeah. But, but it's uh, a Yeah. No, I totally, I totally get it. It's, uh, there, yeah. The, the thing too, for me to like read the book though, and realize that there are some things that I do that actually are good habits. Like it's like, Oh, I didn't even think of that as a habit, but something as simple as the fact that I literally, whenever I come to see you to record, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but I like my body like craves Wendy's on Wednesdays because that's the day that I can't, like I drive out and it always just makes the most sense for me to just grab food because I eat it in the car on the way out, right? So I always like when I'm driving long distances now, my body has started to be like, you know what? You want Wendy's. <laughs> it's like crazy. And I'm like, oh, yep, I can feel that because he, he also talks about that in the in the thing, how like some families, like it, all it takes sometimes for franchises to lose customers is to like move location. Because if they like, if there's families that like had a habit of going there because they would see it all the time or, or stuff like that, right? Where it's like, yeah. yeah, some of it, and it's just like, I, it is a thing that I'm like, I fully believe that if I'm going a certain place where I get used to being like, this is what I would eat when I was there, I like start to crave it. And so that's the other, like, that's the other part of habits. So, yeah. I, so, for a long time, Crystal and I didn't really eat McDonald's very often. It would be like a once in a while thing. Um, Cara will eat an entire McDonald's hamburger. Mm-hmm. And so when we know that she needs protein, yeah. right? Like when it's uh, been a couple of days and she hasn't, she's refused to eat meat in any other circumstances. Like, well, let's go to McDonald's for lunch or let's get McDonald's for dinner because we know then she'll, she'll get some protein. Um, she's pretty good about Wendy's as well, but which I prefer because Wendy's is a little bit better. I don't know. It's the only one I can eat. I can't eat, um, a lot of different fast foods. I I mean, like that's, I'm not like super picky or anything like that, but there's some that I just like eat way less than others. Um, and, but Wendy's is one that I can eat. Like I eat it. I could eat it like every week. So yeah, we're in such a habit of eating McDonald's now though. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's addicting, right? Like yeah, they sure. put something in it, which is more, more than likely just sugar. There's a lot of yeah. sugar in the buns. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is the same for Subway. Subway to me is the, is the, is the worst because yeah. like McDonald's isn't trying to be anything but McDonald's. It's like, Hey, yeah. McDonald's, you love it. Like that's our tagline. Is, yeah. is, I'm loving it. Justin Timberlake says so. Right. Yeah. Like. Although don't take advice from Justin Timberlake because he doesn't believe in vaccinations. Um, oh no, that's well actually. 
vaccinated. To be more accurate, his wife doesn't believe in vaccinations, and I don't think that he cares enough to, to like, fight her on it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he's got much of a leg to stand on. I think that there's been some infidelity stuff with them in the past uh, um as with all of that sort of person right um when you're on tour and that sort of thing uh but i but subway is the worst because subway's slogan is eat fresh there's right. nothing fresh about subway <laughs> it's deli meat which means that it's processed meat you're eating processed meat no matter what it's processed meat right yeah um, the buns are not fresh. They're fresh baked in, in store. Right? right. But they are shipped in some instances across country as frozen lumps of dough. bread, right? right? Yeah, lumps yeah. of dough that they then bake in store. So it's not fresh bread. It's, it's frozen bread that's been like thawed and then, and then baked. Um, <clears throat> And, and I mean, like, yeah, they, they char- they're charging you a lot of money for some diced lettuce and, and <laughs> you know, pre-cut tomatoes. Like, um, if that's, if that's what you think you're getting out of it. Um, and then like the six, less than six grams of fat or whatever, it's like, that's, it's irrelevant because you're eating sugared bread. So yeah. it, I always have the wraps. I'd never eat the like full ones. Higher, those are higher calorie count than, than the, than the buns. I don't know. Calories is a, is a potato, potato. I don't know. I eat so much bread that like one more piece of bread is fine, but I just can't, when I'm eating the subway, I want more lettuce and like vegetables, yeah. like in each bite than I want bread. Cause it just like tastes, I don't know. I just, I just like, like ripe, like ripe. Oh my gosh. I can't talk. I like wraps better. <laughs> so. anyway, they should, they should not be allowed to use the slogan eat fresh. Cause it's a lie. Anywhere that has processed chunks of chicken should not be allowed to say eat fresh. Like people who get the, the, whatever the, the teriyaki chicken thing. And it's like those, it's I like, that. Yep, is that what you get? It's that's like, the one I get. they're yep. like the little like styrofoam packing peanuts of chicken. Basically. Yeah. I, I don't, or you like, I'm going to get a Philly cheese steak steak. Where are you going? Subway. No, you're not. That's not steak. That's reconstituted beef. Like that's not, there's no, that's not steak. That's not, uh, you're kind of defeating the purpose, but. Yeah. But I mean, I don't eat, I eat processed food like every day anyways. So, you know, that's true. That's just (laughs) my, let's not get into my terrible eating habits too much. I just think if you're going to, if, if what you want is a sandwich, there is almost always within walking distance of a subway, a way better place to get a sandwich. I mean, I mean, fair. And a sandwich is also not a difficult thing to make, right? Like you can make yourself a really nice sandwich to take for lunch. Yeah. If that's yeah. what, if that's what you're about. Soup is the same thing. It's like, there, there's not the, like soup is one of the best things to make for lunches. Cause you just make a really, I hate soup, so I would never do this, but, <laughs> but you make a really big batch of soup and then you can portion it out for the week. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> Anyways. Fair, fair. Those are my those are my healthy eating tips. I don't follow any of them, but yeah, but they're, they're there. there. I know I, what I'm doing wrong, and that's kind of the most disheartening. Oh, frustrating thing. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That would be. <coughs> that's fair. I well, I mean, 
here's the thing. I feel like we all know what we're doing wrong, but at a certain point, it's like the decision to like the the director on my show is like really health conscious. Um, yeah. We got a bunch of we got a bunch of snacks for everybody the other day, and he's like, I won't eat this. He's like, but if you buy plantain chips, maybe I'll eat those. And I was like, okay. So I got plantain chips because I wanted him to be able to like have something. It was like a thing too, where this other guy was sitting in the thing, and he's like, oh, I just can't, I can't eat the things. And I was like, you know what? I would rather have the donut. I like, I understand that maybe later in my life. Um, and I was talking to my parents about this. My parents have been really good over the last couple of years to like change yeah. them, like change their habits a little bit and stay healthy. Cause there's so many people in their age demographic that are just like not really taking care of themselves. So I'm like really pleased to see that. And I know that I'm going to have to do that, but while I'm still in my early thirties, I'm going to, I'm going to eat the chocolate cause I like it. Yeah. And I look at these photos. Oh, I had to fill out these. Oh, so fun news for me. I'm, my short film, the animated short film, delivered like tonight. It's why we're recording so late because I had like so many problems. But anyways, it's done. Yay. Um, and we were featured in the Georgia Strait, which is really, really awesome um, and so cool. And I totally lost my train of thought. It was related to it was related to, <laughs> to my movie uh, for um, what was I talking about? Something about eating. Uh, yeah. And, and habits and what we're getting food. Oh man, it fell out of my brain. That was I, like those segues. You were talking about your parents eating healthy, and, and then you the, were talking about pictures. I was talking about oh yes. So for the butterfly effect, thank you very much. Yeah. I had to send we we are featured like our publicist. We have a publicist for the film, which is really awesome. And so she's getting us to like fill out all these like people that want to like put print inter, like print things about us we're answering all these questions and some of them are like wanting photos as well so i'm scrolling through all these photos last night being like oh my gosh i was so skinny <laughs> like at, at all these different times in my life but here's the thing i never felt like i ever looked good like i always felt like there was something wrong with me so i'm like i feel like that now but i also want like it just is so much better i had this apple pie for thanksgiving and it was just the best thing and i'm just like you know what i just want to enjoy the apple pie while i can and realize that as long as I'm like able to still walk around and like keep myself like, like I know that I should definitely be healthier. I should definitely do more cardio, but I'm not like terribly unhealthy that I'm just going to, mm. I'm going to enjoy the pie. So, you know, speaking of, I'm going to have another bite of this tiramisu. Go for Talk, it. Say something so that I can mute it while I eat this tiramisu. Yeah, so like, <laughs> here's the thing, right? Uh, we've been talking for about... I've been recording for about 16 and a half minutes and the first two minutes of that we can't use, but the, but after that, basically when I said, uh, I, I don't know, I started with something, yeah. <clears throat> um, this is all going to go to Thunderquack to people who are paying the $1, good, good. um, because they haven't gotten anything in <laughs> two months them for many, many years, months. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, you had a baby. I had a baby. I don't know what your excuse was, but I had a baby. You had a baby. <laughs> yeah. No, but well, okay. So here's the thing. Our film is premiering as part of the Mothers of a Medium program at Spark, yeah. which, you know, would really suck if you uh, were female identifying and couldn't have kids and were part of that. But anyways, there's a lot of problematic things, I think, with the title of that program, but we're really excited about the program and with the, with the, with the women like it's a women centered program. So I am going to like lean into it and be like, I, we had a baby and it's a film. So that's what I've been doing over the last two months. 
because I know what parents like is when people correlate other things in life to the children. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that Crystal will have absolutely no problem, absolutely no problem. with you saying that that working on a short film uh, and getting that that produced was the mm-hmm. same as as her going through labor. No. That's to be fair. I didn't say that. I said that there was a baby that was a film or i don't know i don't even know it's a it's an odd like what else are you supposed to think of with a title like that though right like they called it mothers of medium do they mean like mother effers maybe where it's like badass mothers i don't know i can't i can't i don't know the people in question so i I can't really get inside their heads well i'm just thinking Uh, of like titles of things but anyways it's a it's a pretty cool program it's a program with all these women in it but I will say it's not the same, but I ha- I apologize. I have been I have been busy doing that over the last little bit. I also went to Indonesia since you, we've last. You did talked. go. I had to, to Indonesia. Indonesia for work. Yeah. So I had I had I had things that were not baby related. What uh, what was that like? What was it like being in Indonesia? In Indonesia? Yeah. Oh my goodness, I want to I want to live there. I would like actually. I've never been south of the equator. And the part I was in in Indonesia was like north of the equator. So I still have never been to the equator, even though I've been to Indonesia, which is technically like part of it is under the equator. Um, But it was, yeah, it was really awesome. The thing that was really weird though, is that the place I went was basically just a studio. Like the, it's on a a place called Batam Island. And so this sort of Northern tip of the Island is basically a film studio. And so the people have created like a resort, a golf course, uh, a live action film studio, an animated film studio. And so, and, and a ferry terminal. So you actually just come across right from Singapore to the ferry terminal. And it's all part of like the same company basically. And so we were staying at the resort and then going to the, um, the studio and it was really awesome. But that, that is basically what I did while I was there is I would be at my room or I would be at the studio working. Um, so it's not like I was on a vacation, but I did get to spend a day in, in Singapore, which was really awesome. And Singapore is fantastic. Um, it's so futuristic and the technology is amazing. And the um, uh, they have uh, this gardens by the bay. It's just it's like this, basically, OK, if you did you watch Crazy Rich Asians? No, <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Oh, OK. Well, there's this really sweet hotel in Crazy Rich Asians. That's like these three. Um, pillars with like a like a boat sort of thing on top and it's really really tall and big and it's this it's basically this big iconic building in in Singapore um and just like there's like these gardens that are really that are really close to it like um outside of it and they have these huge light trees like these trees that are basically made of lights that you can like uh, there's a like a, a like a path that you can go on that's like in the treetops that like connects them, like connects these electronic trees. Um, and every night they have this, basically this light show that all of these trees come on. And it's like, it's like these different songs from different parts of Asia. And so it's really, really cool. And it, there's just the, we were there while there was a lantern festival. And then we saw, we got there just in time. Like literally we were walking around the corner and we saw this big group of people gathered and we're like, what are they gathered here for? And then we hear the speakers go, welcome to the something lights and we're like whoa cool so we like sat and watched that and anyways it was just it was just really good it was just a really good fun time and uh it's a long it's a long flight though it's a long long way away but (laughs) um yeah it was really awesome cool i since this is thunder quack and not not quiver yet i 
what uh, what have what have you seen since the last time we recorded? We recorded the first week of August. I want to say, is that yep. was that how maybe. recently we recorded? Mm, I feel like maybe it was a little later than that. Wait, maybe no, maybe no, sometime. Yeah, like Jill. Oh no, yes, because we recorded after I got back from San Diego Comic Con, which was yeah. the end of July. Yeah. So um, you mean movies? What have I seen? Like movies? What, like what? What, do you, what movies have you seen? What What have you been? What have you been watching? Oh yeah. Well, I finally watched Spider Man Far From Home. Like I like literally like on Monday I watched it. Uh, just Yikes. at my house. I yeah. I can't believe I haven't watched it till then. You uh, never saw it in the theater? <laughs> no, man. It's the first Marvel movie I've ever missed in theaters. I don't. I don't <laughs> think we can. I know. Do this anymore. I think I that know. you're fired. I know. Um, I, we all know that Spider-Man is not my favorite. So, like, it wasn't something. Oh, I did my God. To, I did try to go. You know that. I know that everybody loves Spider-Man, and there's something wrong with me for not really liking him. But um, but it, it was it's good. I do. I really loved it, and I knew that it was something that I would really want to watch eventually. It's just, I think when it was out, just it just, like, didn't work out for me to go see it. Um, but so... I like I know that I'm late to the party, but obviously that was really, really good. And there were so many things in it that I'm like, how do people not tell me about all these things? But I guess that's like I'm glad that they didn't because that would have been spoilery. So yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like what? Everybody <laughs> listening to this has seen the movie at least Are twice sure? now. So <laughs> sure. Well, okay, because I was watching it and I was kind of like why do Nick Fury and, and like Maria Hill, why are they like weird in this movie? Yeah. It was like sort of like throughout the whole thing. I was like, eh, I guess it's just like whatever. But then I was like, oh no, this was all intentional. Oh, so good. Um, and uh, it also made me freak out about how like that could totally happen in real life. <laughs> like I hate it when they use like, I don't know. I mean, I know it couldn't really, but like, I really hope that VR is headed in that direction. Not in so that supervillains could like take over the world, but you know, I just think it has a lot of potential for art. Mm-hmm. So um, that was cool overall. I, what else? What else happened in the film that I was a little bit like, whoa, that I don't know. Anyways, it was cool. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. He used to be like one of my faves, so it was kind of nice to see him in a movie. I hadn't seen him in anything in a while. Um, but other than that, I actually genuinely don't. I don't know if I saw any movies in theaters oh no i went to go see hustlers one night me and ryan had extra time and we decided to just go watch a movie and we didn't know what movie we wanted to watch like we didn't actually there was i wanted to watch a different movie and he wanted to watch different movies and we and we just we wound up going to see hey wait no that was the last time i was at your place it was yeah when i will (laughs) correct myself i thought that charlie's angels was out but it's charlie's angels went on sale that day so that's why I was like super confused because I was like, no, I can buy tickets for it. It's because it went on sale. It didn't. It wasn't like playing. Um, but Hustlers was really good, um, but unexpectedly so. Like I hadn't heard anything about it, um, but it's like all these badass ladies and Usher was in it, which is fun. Like as himself. Like there's just little this little cameo where they're like, our last really good day, Usher came to the came to the strip club, and so like it's like there's this whole scene with Usher. It's pretty fun. But um, also Lizzo is amazing. So basically, I've fallen in love with Lizzo over the summer. I don't. I don't understand. I haven't. I haven't sought this out yet. Mm-hmm. Like I just everybody. I partly because it is such like a it's such like a thing of the moment that I'm like yeah. that I'm like I don't know like is is Lizzo that great or is it right. that it's just it's just a hype moment thing. Um, what is the deal? Explain to, to the listeners, to old people, 
um, <laughs> what that what that means. Yeah, Lizzo is great. I mean, it, I don't think it's just a hype thing. It's the idea that in a world <clears throat> where people are talking about body positivity, there's not a lot of people that are living it, and she is living it. And I think that that's a lot of a lot of what it is. And she's super mega talented, and just DGAF, like. Yeah. Basically, she just is like so unabashedly like who she is, and her music is also incredible. Like the thing is, her music has been around for a while. Like the Truth Hurts, which is like the like was number one for like a real long time. What was that like two years ago or something like that? Like it's not yeah. like this is like it's and so it's think I think it's just people really like starting to like her be on everybody's radar. And I'm listening to her like a lot of her stuff, and her songs are just good. Like there's a real good song called like a girl um that's real like really positive and trans inclusive and like it's just she just has really positive messaging and it's not it's not a farce like she genuinely loves herself and the thing in our society that people like when you look at somebody who looks like lizzo and you don't know anything about her and you don't sort of see that the first thing you see about her is her weight and so the for somebody to completely um like love herself and and not and know that like she is who she is and and she has so much love to give and that she's she's amazing like that like nobody loves themselves in the same way that she like seems to genuinely love herself and that is so cool and inspiring and so for me that's that's really what it is where it's like it's not hard to love yourself you just do it like, like, but, but that's the hardest thing ever, right. Is to just like yeah. believe that what you tell yourself is the truth. And no matter, um, like what people are going to say about you it really in the, at the end of the day, like you're the one that has to live with you. So, you know, be, be you. And it's just, it's really cool. Plus she's super like badass and sexy and awesome and wears these body suits and like twerks like a mofo and just, she's just like so cool. So I don't know. That's that's what I like about Lizzo. And she has this like great there's just I saw this like Vine compilation or something like that where she's like saying like bye bitch in the it, that's just like her saying it in a bunch of different things. Yeah. But one of them she's like dressed like Sailor Moon and it's just anyways, she just she just seems Oh, and she does she's a flautist. She like plays the flute. <laughs> and it's such a a weird random skill for a pop star to have. So I don't know, she just she just seems like a cool person. So, okay. That's but the music that's is actually nice. very good. Oh that's, yeah, that's... I oh yeah, man. Truth hurts is so. See, here's the thing. I I knew her songs before I knew who she was, right? Like I I had heard the name Lizzo independently, and then I had heard the songs independently, not knowing that they were by Lizzo. And when I put the two and two together, I went, oh man, yeah, yeah. But her, yeah, she has some really some some really good music. Um, but again, if you like pop music, so not everybody likes pop music. I really like pop music, so. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know. She's any. Yeah. Yeah. So you haven't watched, you haven't been watching like anything on Netflix or. Oh no. Did I, what did I, what was the last thing I've watched on Netflix? No, I genuinely, Oh, you know what? No, it's been a summer where I've just genuinely read. Like I found this like app where I got free books for the month of um, basically September. And I read like four books a week. So I haven't really been, watching stuff that much i've been really i've been reading a, a ton um and i'm really stoked on it because i don't i like i i've read more books this year than i think the last five years combined like i've just really shifted over so my content consumption this summer has really been 
book driven versus television driven. So I'm not really, not really binging a lot of stuff. I'm watching, I watch friends all the time when it's on. Oh, and the good place because I love the good place. It's the one. And here's the hardest part. Oh yeah. It was on, uh, I just want to like find more things that I, that I want to love. And so when I see, when I see the good place come on it, it's like always, I like want to watch it. So Mm. yeah. Anyways, no, what are you watching on Netflix? I uh, so I actually just because I was sick, uh, oh, yeah. I finished off last season of Supergirl, um, which I hadn't watched basically since the crossover. Um, but I am actually all caught up to to live now. So um, is that season four? I <clears throat> uh, I want to say yeah, yeah, that was season four, which just it just was released on Netflix. So um, yeah the one it was advertising to me is season four so. yeah um and supergirl continues to be really good i i i think certainly compared to the other shows um that supergirl i think i think the biggest difference is that it's just like it actually it actually has a goal like it actually kind of stands for something whereas arrow is meaningless um yeah we're definitely going <laughs> to talk about that in mm-hmm. the in the the season premiere that we're gonna do in a minute, but um, the Flash is good, but every episode of the Flash is the same. Andy's gonna hate me for saying this because you can't say anything bad about the Flash, but um, every single episode of, it's like the Power Rangers, right? Like, how does a Power Rangers episode go? The Power Rangers are having a party of some sort or some sort of special event. Um, there's some sort of a moral tied into that special event, uh, that one of either, either Jason or Tommy is going to teach to a child. Uh, and then, and then the event is crashed by a monster or putties. They fight that either a person is kidnapped or an item is stolen. That's going to ruin the event. Uh, and it happens to coincide with something that Rita or Lord Zed thinks is going to be the key to taking over the world, right? And then the Power Rangers have to figure out, not even really figure out, but just wait for the bad guy to show up again. They'll fight the bad guy as Power Rangers. They will potentially lose, but not actually very often lose. They'll, uh, they'll actually beat the bad guy. In their small form, and then the bad guy gets bigger, and then they use the Megazord to defeat the bad guy, and they always finish with the sword move, which is like yeah, because they can't get there unless they have that. Yeah, why, why, why don't you just the second it's big, just use the sword? <laughs> why are the Zords ever separate? <laughs> why don't you park them as the Megazord? Like, let's save a bunch of time and buildings, to be perfectly honest, and uh, and just do that. So The Flash is very similar. Every episode of The Flash starts with one member of Team Flash really doubting themselves because right. last week, uh, they just, they just, they needed to step up, but they didn't step up, Amanda. They didn't step up, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, like, okay. what are they going to do? How are they going to ever face the rest of the team? knowing that they should have stepped up when they didn't step up, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And then the Flash himself, knowing what's happening in the future, uh, will be very upset about a future that hasn't happened yet, 
that they will undoubtedly stop from happening. Um, but not before he has 15 monologues uh, over the course of the season about how the future is already set and and they're barreling towards it and there's nothing he can do about it and he's going to let Iris down. Um, and then And then a bad guy shows up, the bad guy beats them, and then they go back to Star Labs and they have to reconfigure a satellite. And then they know where the bad guy is. So they go to the bad guy and then they they either shoot the bad guy with a gun that stops the bad guy's powers. They distract the bad guy so that somebody else can shoot the bad guy with the things that dampen the powers. Or the Flash has to run faster than he's ever run before in order to create a vortex or travel back in time or duplicate himself, or throw a lightning bolt that will stop the bad guy. And then they stop the bad guy, and then and then Iris tells Flash, or, uh, or um, uh, Joe tells Flash, or on occasion, maybe... The only time it's ever good, right. the only time... Like, The Flash is a good show. I'm giving it a hard time. But the only time that The Flash is ever great is when it's... Um, Shoot, I'm gonna blame this on the fact that I'm super tired because he's literally my favorite character on the show. But cool. um, um, I elongated man. Um, oh, I don't know who that is because I shoot. haven't watched enough of it. I can't. It's like on the tip of my tongue. I'm. I've been very sick recently, everybody. Um, elongated man, like uh, on, uh, on the Flash. On is the Flash, yeah, yeah. This shows how Randolph? this shows how out of out Randolph. of sorry? Randolph? Randolph? No. Ralph. Ralph. Ralph Dibney, thank you. R- Ralph is short for Randolph. Um I don't According know if, to Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia, okay. I uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it the great episodes of that show are the ones where Ralph is the one with the nugget of wisdom at the end. Um Oh, this guy with like he has like a like a like an, a black eye patch and or a black eye like mask and and a yeah a he's stretchy he's 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 like Mister Fantastic, um, yeah. or I, Plastic I, Man is the character that most okay. people who don't who aren't paying attention yeah. or don't have yeah. a deep knowledge of comics think that he's supposed to be, but he's yeah. not. He's elongated man, which is a different character. Um, yeah. That's fair. Although they have very similar powers. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Ralph is the reason why I keep watching that show. Last season was actually really good with uh, with with XS, um, his daughter, uh, uh, from the future. Um, I and I I really enjoyed last season. But so far, the two episodes this season, I think mostly because there's not a bad guy yet. And the other part of it is just that like, the crisis is taking over. Right. And and as much as like as much as I get that that's where things are going, mm-hmm. um, either pepper it in, mm-hmm. or allow it, allow it to actually be the story. Right, it's got to be one of the two because if it's just gonna be like if it's gonna be the B story in every episode from now until January, mm-hmm. it, this is gonna get really tiring. And when we talk about Arrow, I'll get into that. Um, I know that a lot of people really enjoyed that episode, but. I, I, I found it exhausting. Um, <laughs> and, uh, 
yeah, I'm not caught up on Legends yet, so I need to get caught up on that. But um, I think the biggest thing that I saw in theaters since the last time we recorded that was incredible, that just blew me away, was Abominable, the the DreamWorks oh, the, animation yeah, the Dreamworks. film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it was so good. It was so, so good. So Hi. the whole thing takes place in China, which you don't really get from the trailers. Yeah. But it's not an American story. It's a Chinese story, which is really cool. It's okay. it's uh, co-produced by a company called Pearl out of cool. China. So you can tell, like, that's kind of... I DreamWorks, I think, is maybe distributing it. I don't know the details of it, but my guess would be that Pearl was making it. But the other thing is that, like, it's all lip synced to the American voices. So um, it's uh, Chloe Bennett is the voice of the main character, which people might not be familiar with the name of the actress, but she plays Quake on um, on Agents of Shield. Uh, oh, okay. So she's the main the main character in that, um, and it's just basically about like she's a young a teenage girl who finds a yeti on her roof. Um, nice. that has escaped from, uh, from, from some people who captured it and want to put it on display and, uh, and she befriends the Yeti and has to help him get back to, uh, Mount Everest and, uh, right. Cara and I went to it and, um, taking her to movies has been rough. Uh, right. cause she's just at that age where, where she doesn't want to listen to rules and she kind of wants to do her own thing. Um, she's a little bit better one-on-one, so I tend to want to take her by myself, but if we try and go as a family, she'll, she'll be really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but with this movie start to finish, she was glued to it. Um, uh, she loved it cool. and she hasn't stopped talking about it. And that was, that was a couple weeks ago. That was like wow. the end of September. It was like three or four weeks ago almost. Um, and she, uh, yeah, she, it really, really made an impression on her. Um, and, and I think like it, honestly, for me, <coughs> and I have opinions about Pixar stuff, but we saw Toy Story 4, Car and I went and saw Toy Story 4. She hated it. She did right. not like okay. it. Um, Interesting. And I found it to be a complete waste of my time. Just right. like Toy Story 3 was such a perfect button to that story. Yeah. And then, like, I've enjoyed the little shorts that they've done. Like, they did a Halloween one, and and they did a Christmas one, and they introduced some new characters and stuff. And they've done some fun stuff. But this movie was just, like, yeah, I it I hated Toy Story 4, Aww. to be honest. Um, but I, I also, I I also I hated The Incredibles 2. And oh. I think I talked about that on previous podcasts uh, right. that it's that it's I uh, I uh, kind of stuck in the dark ages of doing Mr. Mom in 2018 at the time. Oh, right. Was yeah, yeah. a ridiculous choice um, <laughs> and and super sexist and offensive to anybody who is a competent dad. Um, right. Even if the movies are supposed to take place in a pseudo 1960s, whatever, I don't care. It's like that's that's not a good excuse to tell that story and put that in front of kids and families. I just like Homer Simpson should be outlawed because I think <laughs> like that that idea of dads are just bumbling buffoons is it's actually really damaging. Um, yeah. And it creates like it, it really contributes to toxic masculinity because mm-hmm. then it's like, well, what because like, women have a tendency to like, like lean into those tropes with guys. And it's like, anytime they do anything wrong, it's like, Oh, well you're just a, 
you're just a dumb guy, right? Go to your man cave, right? Like, oh, men are children, right? Like that sort of thing. It's very dismissive. And then guys get bent out of shape and then they become misogynistic. And so it's not, it's not healthy for that conversation to be happening on either side of it. But anyways, um, so Pixar movies to me as of late have been really, really bad. Um, and just like, I, it, it hit a point where they stopped making, they stopped making Pixar movies for kids that also oh, appeal to yeah. adults. And yeah, they started and making Pixar movies for adults that yeah. a kid might enjoy maybe because there's some action and some flashy colors. Um, whereas Everest is a story that a three-year-old can absolutely 100% understand right. with, um, with very, I think true, uh, emotional beats that even if they don't understand it, they can internalize it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they can, they can process those emotions. So Kara absolutely understood the stakes of the movie. She understood, um, that even though the Yeti at times was acting aggressively, mm-hmm. that he was the good guy, even oh, though he's a scary okay. monster. Right. Right he's defending his friends right and these people in black outfits they're the bad guys like there's a moment where they're on this bridge and they're surrounded by the bad guys it's you know it's the end of the second act right Mm um and uh and and she like had this reaction of like oh no how are they gonna get out of this and then when the Yeti starts doing magic, she's like, oh, yeah, the Yeti's magic. That's awesome. And nice. it was like, it was yeah. it like, and she's growing up. So she's like, it's yeah. like every little bit, every time we go see something or watch a show or whatever, I'm noticing that she's picking up on different things and she's evolving as a human being and all that. But, but this was like sort of a leap for her of all of a sudden, like she understood the nuance of the situation um, and the actual stakes and when we were watching Toy Story, she just thought that everybody was a bad guy. Oh, jeez. Okay, because yeah. cause, like all the toys come to life and they hide when people are around and half of the characters in Toy Story 4 are creepy and are bad guys. So she really right. couldn't distinguish between who she was rooting for and who she wasn't. And oh, okay, it yeah, was yeah. all just a little bit too real, I think. Um, and it just like it, it, it just like I, it's it's it's. It's astounding to me that a Toy Story movie wouldn't connect with a three-year-old. Yeah. Right? Like, that seems wrong. Because I, cause we've never watched the other Toy Stories because I don't, we don't own them on Blu-ray. So oh. once, once Disney Plus hits in, in a couple of weeks here, um, we'll be able to go back and watch that stuff because it'll all be on there. But, uh, yeah, I, I, she doesn't have any connection to those characters. So going to Toy Story 4 was kind of like... She, she was just kind of confused by it. Um, and the story was honestly like really difficult to follow. Um, like <laughs> they, not that I ever got confused, but it was just like, it's just like hard to file. Yeah. Because it's, it's just like, like, what are we trying to accomplish yeah. now? What's the goal yeah. here? Like, like what is Woody's motivation other than he misses Bo, right? right? Like that's, that's, that's his whole motivation for the movie. And it's like, but 
it's I thought it's important to be a toy. Like it's 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 very confusing. It, like the 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 movie just seems like it had no real solid narrative thread. But ever uh, sorry, not Everest, uh, which is what they should have called it. They should have called that movie Everest. But uh, Abominable was fantastic, um, and I think really great for representation because, like I said, it's a it's it's a Chinese story uh it takes place in china it's it essentially ends up being them traveling across china and seeing all of these uh incredible sites uh in in that country and it and it's uh it kind of represents uh, i think in a very difficult time to do so the best parts of that country um and the history of it and and that sort of thing which i think is 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 really good um yeah because as as problematic as China tends to be lately, um, that's China the government, not China the people, right? right. So like you have to kind of distinguish yeah. those things. Yeah. And this is a story very much about the people and and sort of the history of of that country, which is which is cool. an incredible history, right? So, um, awesome. and there's some really cool stuff. Uh, like it, what it did, like it really, and I think this was part of its propaganda agenda was to make you go like China's a cool place to visit you know like like it'd be really cool and I'm like wow I really hope that like geopolitically they sort themselves out because then I'll go visit but uh not not real not real big on going to China at the moment certainly not well I I the 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 cat-headed man is still the president (laughs) of the United States um I don't like to say his actual name. Yeah, yeah, fair. Right? Because it's 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 kind of like saying Voldemort. Like it's, ah, okay. it, but it's like I don't know. It just he feeds off of it. He feeds off of everybody. I th- feel like every time somebody says his name, he gets like a little bit of juice. You know, like he just <laughs> like that's just five more characters on Twitter for him. So I just don't want to. I just don't want to feed into that. But uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think things are a little bit are a little bit a little they're they're a little bit on edge uh in that part of the world uh with westerners yeah, uh... at the moment. So uh yeah. Um but uh but the movie was was awesome. So I highly recommend it to everybody. Um I don't we don't buy a lot of stuff anymore because everything ends up on Netflix or some streaming okay. service um sooner or later. But Kara loves this movie so much and she hasn't stopped talking about it. So when it's available on digital, I'm going to buy it and right. so that she can watch it. And so that we don't have to worry about one day it won't be on Netflix. Right. right, right, right whatever, yeah, if yeah. it does end up on Netflix, it's DreamWorks. So it probably will. Cause they, right. they tend to be pretty tight with, uh, with Netflix yeah. right now. But, um, but yeah, that's, so that's probably the biggest thing. I don't know. I'm yeah. trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, what did I just finish on? I don't know. There's kind of the other stuff that everybody else has been watching. I feel like, but, uh, I did just finish something on Netflix a little while ago. Oh, I, I was watching, um, I, I, oh, my brain's not fully functioning at the moment. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cause it's like, it was, it was my favorite show for a minute there. Mindhunter, mm. um, which right. I just totally ignored for the whole first season of that. I just like it. I just saw the ads on Netflix and was like, this is not, there's nothing in this for me. And then, uh, one of my coworkers 
uh, uh, told me that I might enjoy it. And, uh, and I started watching it and it's, it's a show about, um, basically the, the guys in the FBI, um, and one woman and a Torf plays her from, uh, Fringe, uh, and, uh, they, th- these three people, these two agents and, uh, and Anna Torf, who's, a, a she's like a psychologist, like a, like a university professor. Um, and they basically create FBI profiling, um, by interviewing serial killers so that they can then profile right. serial killers and catch them before they kill somebody else. Right. Um, and so it, it takes place in the seventies and it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a really, really great suspenseful, um, sort of, it's kind of like, it's like silence of the lambs or, or Hannibal without the weirdness, um, particularly Hannibal. Hannibal was great, but it was very esoteric and odd and difficult to follow because you couldn't tell what was real and what wasn't a lot of the time. But, right. uh, but, but Mindhunter is, is all of the suspense and crime, like true crime type drama of that without the weird, uh, uh, art house, uh, sort of element that Hannibal has to it, which like Hannibal's awesome. So I'm not saying bad things about that, but if that puts you off of Hannibal, um, if you wanted a more straightforward story with more straightforward characters, Mindhunter is really good. Um, but I will say it's not for everybody. Um, it's pretty graphic and it gets into the minds of serial killers in a very unabashed, shameless way. Um, and, and it, it gets pretty intense at times. Um, and there are, there were at least two episodes that like broke me down. So, um, and, and it takes a lot. Like I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good about that stuff, especially like, I think, cause I watch so much TV and because I've got, um, the, the sort of, uh, uh, production knowledge to, to see through a lot of stuff, especially a lot of like screenwriting, like manipulation. But, uh, there are a couple of storylines in that show that I don't want to spoil that uh, one of them definitely like wrecked me and I had to stop watching for the night. Whoa, um, whoa. Yeah. You so know what, you know what show I've never finished because I just don't want it to do that. Like, I'm just like, I, I want it to be what it is. I feel like I've said that before, but it's like, I, I won't continue to watch Jessica Jones because mm. just know that it's just, I don't know, but not in the same way, but it's just like, you know, sometimes where you just have to like rage quit something or just yeah. like, leave so i feel real guilty every time i'm like i'm like i really should finish jessica jones but i just i probably won't to be honest so that's fair um i totally understand that because jessica jones gets pretty intense yeah. at a certain point as well um yeah. uh and speaking of that so i finished mindhunter the night before i went and saw joker by myself Ooh. um I remember. And, you, oh yeah, you posted about this. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I did. I posted like, like this is a one-two punch that uh, only a a, a, a sadist <laughs> would inflict themselves with. But uh, that that's just how it kind of worked out for me, um, and it's made me very suspicious of everybody. Uh, but uh, did you like Joker? Um, that's a difficult question to answer. Okay. Um, the short answer is. That it's a very well-made film. Mm. Um, 
uh, what I said on the on the Thunderquack review, which is my long answer, you can go listen mm-hmm. to Paul, myself, and and Paul's wife uh, Morgan talk about that at length. Um, but what I said on that to sort of intro it is that it's um, it's one of the best movies you'll never want to watch again. Oh, interesting. Um, it it's it's very unsettling. Um, it's very disturbing, but only because it is so well executed. Um, yeah, it really puts you inside the mind of this version of the Joker and, uh, and it doesn't at no point does it ever make him relatable or, um, sympathetic, but it absolutely lets you understand how a person could become that character. Um, which is right, a right, very, right. that's a very, very fine distinction and a very difficult line to, to ride, but it, it does a really good job of staying right on the edge of that. Um, and anytime he does anything horrific, it's never painted as glorified or, um, or sensational. It is always brutal and, and disturbing. Um, and right. that's sort of where it's like, you, like, I think you might find yourself wanting to like it, right? Like wanting to like him as a character and, and, and that sort of thing, but not being able to, because of the reality of, of who he is and what he's doing. But, um, you'll leave ashamed that you're not doing more to, to break down the systems that can create people like this. Um, and that's the thing is that like this Joker is not a cartoon villain, Right. There are circumstances that lead to him becoming Joker um, that you sort of it's you're kind of working backwards from the conclusion. But so you kind of you can kind of see that a lot of the time. But that's just that's just the nature of telling that story with that character. Like you can't avoid it. it. It is all just building up to introduce me as Joker. Right. Like, um, but, but even still it like, it gives you a real sense of like, this could happen. Um, that, that if the circumstances were similar, um, this is how you end up with serial killers. This is how you end up with, with seriously disturbed people who do seriously disturbed things. So yeah, I don't know. I like, I think that if you've got the stomach for it, go see it. But, um, I told Crystal, she never needs to watch it. Um, it's, she's, she's far too, (laughs) she's far too, um, uh, sympathetic a person, uh, to, to like, I wouldn't want, she could handle it, but I wouldn't want her to endure it. You know what I mean? Right. So if you are a sensitive person or, or you are very empathetic or sympathetic, um, then, then yeah, it's going to be a rough movie. But if you can remain detached and, and just kind of enjoy it for the piece of filmmaking that it is, I think it's, I think it's really, really well made. Um, but uh, my worry is that now we're going to get a whole bunch of these movies, and I don't want that. Right. I want this one, yeah. and then let's walk away, right? Which is the same way that I felt about Logan. It's like, you got to make Logan because you made all those other X-Men movies, and Logan was the perfect way to f- stop making Fox right. X-Men movies. Right. And unfortunately, then they continued making Fox X-Men movies, but, um, I think they might be done now, but, uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah it's, uh, this is very similar with this where it's like, cool, 
can we go back to like to superheroes and tights and and that sort of thing which i don't think they're going to i, uh, I but yeah yeah but, did you see the um the the oscar the grouch parody from uh SNL? i did i did it's so good it's so good yeah. Yeah. dude okay this is the problem with me being not in front of you and instead in front of my computer i've been googling stuff while you've been talking yeah and i just um i didn't get accepted into this like um program that like this workshop that i had applied for uh, as part of the whistler film festival i just found out today and so as i was like I just was like, who got into the program? And it turns out Osric Chow is one of the people that got into it. And I'm like, okay, well, at least it seems like there's good people or at least people yeah. that will. Like. So I feel, I feel okay having not gotten into the program if Osric Chow took my spot because I really like him and the work that he does. So anyways, that was, that was my way of apologizing for Googling, even, even though you didn't know that I was doing it while I was there, but then also sort of being like, I always forget that Osric Chow is just like a, a dude making films in Canada. So, you know. That's it. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, cool. I think we'll cut it off there because we need to yeah. actually record about Arrow. Unfortunately. Yeah, and you have to stay awake while you do it because yeah. of the and the. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Let's talk about Arrow. That's okay. a good idea. Okay, bye. Oh, wait, I'm still here. Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. But I just mean, bye. Oh, bye, bye to yeah. Thunderquack <laughs> listeners. Yeah. yeah that I guess we could outro the Thunderquack podcast, but there's nothing to, like, <laughs> I always say, like, there is no outro to the Thunderquack podcast because <laughs> they know where to get it. They're already mm-hmm. supporting us on Patreon. It, yep. Like, they know where to buy a t-shirt if they want one. Many of them have <laughs> already purchased t-shirts. Uh, I guess this is just where we apologize for not putting out episodes, but um, you're going to get episodes for uh, the remainder of, of season eight of arrow. Mm-hmm. Cause we'll do exactly what we're doing here where we'll, mm-hmm. we'll basically do thunder quack. The, what we would have tagged onto the end of quiver previously, we will be doing as thunder quack stuff. Um, yeah. uh, and then I, uh, <clears throat> I guess I'll just announce them here because these are the only people that care and they've already seen the things on on Patreon if they've if they've looked there. But um, we'll have two new shows starting um, sort of as these shows come online on Disney+. Plus. So uh, Faster, More Intense, which will be a Star Wars podcast, uh, will start in November on the 12th when The Mandalorian drops. Um, and then... Uh, and then Nuff said the uh, the MCU podcast will will uh, that'll happen um, when the next MCU release happens. So uh, the next movie is May, um, which is Black Widow. Um, but if we get one of the Netflix shows before then, which I don't think that we have, I don't think that we have even like release windows for any of the the yeah. sorry Netflix the the Disney Plus shows Disney Plus ones yeah. Um, but uh, uh, we kind of know generally when some of them are going to happen because, like, WandaVision is going to happen not this coming spring but the following one because it um, it actually leads directly into Doctor Strange 2. Right. <clears throat> so it will happen sometime right before Doctor Strange 2. Um, but uh, uh, what are we getting first? I think we're getting... I think we're getting... 
uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier first. Um, and we haven't heard anything about when the release date is for that. But basically, for what you're going to lose with Quiver, you're going to gain... Because Quiver is obviously 23-ish episodes a season right. um, for every episode of Arrow. Um, and then maybe a few special ones uh, every once in a while. So what you lose with that, we've got eight episodes of Mandalorian. So those will all be covered on Faster, More Intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, and then Nuff said we'll do however many episodes uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is and then whatever other shows. Right. Okay. So um, those will be the places to basically get the Disney Plus the same format like or similar format. Um, it'll be something either like we do for Quiver uh, or it'll be something like we do for uh, for Rebel Cells and Frontlines, where we have like a recap where we where we go kind of uh, moment by moment through the episode. But the, in either case, like there'll be full breakdowns of each episode, um, but then also uh, movie reviews that that tie into those those two properties. So, um, yeah, and then and then when uh, when it becomes appropriate and my hand is forced. Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll create a DC one as well, but at the moment, DC's not really producing anything worthwhile. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I I the other thing is that is that, and I'll just tell um, this is just for Thunderquack Patreon supporters. I, this isn't an official announcement of anything yet, but if Green Arrow and the Canaries ends up happening. Um, which it looks like it might. And if you want more on that, we'll talk about it on Quiver. Um, if that ends up happening, Quiver will stick around, but it won't be Amanda and I. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll be a new team. So um, I will say I will say too, if it does actually happen, I am literally already in talks with other people to do something for it. Too. Oh, okay. Because cool. it it's like it, it definitely is the only thing I think that would get me to back into the DC because I love DC right but yeah. I would love to I'd love to be able to continue to love it. There you <laughs> go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Quiver yeah. might not actually be finished finished, but um, yeah. my time on Quiver I will leave when Ollie leaves, yeah. um, and then I'll say this now I'll come back when Ollie comes back. Oh. Uh, so so when he guest stars in episodes because yes yeah. he'll die at the end of the season um, during Crisis we know that it's gonna happen um, it would be really lame if they built up to it and then he didn't um, <clears throat> but I uh, I I mean. He's not. Now it's making me be like, yeah, but what else can we expect from a show that like constantly? Well, I would just say like Stephen Amell is done, right? Right. Like like he's done and he's he's found a way to exit the show without the show having to stop um, without the production having to stop. That's what it looks like um, if 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 Green Arrow and the Canaries happens. Um, And he's also, I'm sure worked out something with them so that if he feels like coming back and, or if they like, if, if they write a good enough story for him to come back and do an episode that he can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and with everybody that's coming for crisis, like there's no, all bets are off for the rest of DC TV ever the history of it, because the things that they're doing are ridiculous. Um, uh, and I mean that in the best possible way. I mean like Brandon Routh playing Superman again, 
Um, so cool. Tom Welling and Erica Durant's coming back. Uh, right. Yeah, like all of it is just mind-bendingly cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, even if Stephen Amell is done for now, it doesn't mean he's done forever. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, okay, we that's it. That's Thunderquack. Yeah, <laughs> that's it for Thunderquack. Uh, we'll we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.